0: One fund on point for today, the expert to talk about it. Welcome to the ETF of the week. Yes, it's the ETF of the week where we examine trending new and newsworthy, unique and intriguing exchange traded funds with Tom Lydon, vice chairman at Vetify. And the Vetify.com site has a suite of tools and research that will help you be a smarter, savvier, better investor in ETFs. Tom Lydon, great to chat with you. Let's get after it. Great to be back. Thanks, Chuck. Your ETF of the week is... The
1: Wisdom Tree U.S. Small Cap Fund, ticker symbol
0: EES. EES, the Wisdom Tree U.S. Small Cap Fund, which used to be the Wisdom Tree U.S. Small Cap Earnings Fund. But it has changed its name. It is above its 200-day moving average. But the last 12 months, well, the last 12 months for this fund, like any small cap fund, have not exactly been great. So is this about expecting the market to keep broadening out and not just have it be seven companies, eight stocks? Or is there more to it? A little more to
1: it, Chuck. Look, you and I have been talking the last few months about how at the beginning of the year, the S&P took off. Nothing could touch it except the NASDAQ 100. And it's all because of 10 companies. But guess what? In the last three months, small caps have caught up. Small caps have actually outperformed the S&P in the last three months and the last one month. And valuations, as we've also pointed out, are much more palatable than the lofty prices of the S&P 500 the NASDAQ 100, and especially those magnificent seven stocks that make up most of the market capitalization of both of those indexes. That's the biggest fear of most investors, and especially financial advisors, that things took off tremendously earlier in the year. And if those were to come back to earth, we'd have a lot of market volatility and a little bit of pain in the market. The good thing is Investors and advisors are starting to diversify outside of large cap. Mid cap and small cap PE ratios are almost half of what their large cap brethren are. So if you can buy stocks that are 50% off, that's great. So in this case, with this ETF, we're actually taking it a step further. We went in and looked at EES compared to the Russell 2000, And it actually is outperformed for the last one month and three month period. The whole nature of it, as you talk about Chuck in the beginning, is even though earnings is not in the title of this ETF anymore, that's really what this is all about. The underlying index goes back and looks at companies, small cap companies, and looks at their earnings for the last four quarters. And as long as their earnings are consistent, and hit certain benchmarks, they're kept in the index, or new companies can be brought into the index. So it's almost a dynamic, almost an actively managed index in a way, but it makes sure that every constituent in that index meets certain earnings benchmarks. Thus, the ability, when things are good, can outperform major indexes in the small cap space like the Russell 2000.
0: But you know, I set up that earnings comment with a reason, which is, as you just said, when things are good, but there are a number of people who believe we're either in or about to be in an earnings recession. Separate from the big, broad recession, we have had mini recessions, rolling recessions, whatever the term is that you want to use, we've had areas that have shown recessionary traits. And one of those areas that people are talking about more right now is an earnings recession. So if we're heading into an earnings recession, even though, yep, this fund is up 16% in the last three months, popped past its 200-day moving average, is this a little counterintuitive? Because an earnings recession, well, it may be more likely to affect the large cap companies, but small caps aren't immune. No, you're right. And Chuck, one
1: important thing here, although everybody's talking about it, nobody has told the market yet because the market isn't listening. We're really having a pretty good year-to-date move that now is somewhat broader than just large-cap growth stocks. And that's really important. I mean, we've talked about international developed countries. We've talked about emerging markets. They're starting to move as well. This is one of the most unexpected and unloved market recoveries that we've seen in a long period of time, number one. Number two, from an earnings standpoint, you go back and look at first quarter earnings, 78% of stocks actually beat their earnings expectations. Like So it's not as though this is just ones and twos here and there. There's a lot of companies that have done really well from an earnings standpoint. And guess what? We're just in the early stages of Q2 earnings, and most reports are coming out positive as far as beating earnings expectations. And then finally, as far as a recession, we may go into a recession, but there have been plenty periods of time in the past when there have been slight recessions or soft landings, as they call them, and the market's done just fine. The cool thing here is the differential between Large-cap valuations and small-cap valuations are at a delta or a spread that we haven't seen in a long period of time. And I don't have to remind you, Chuck, over the long term, small-cap stocks outperform large-cap stocks, but that really hasn't happened in the last decade. What happens if that happens to come back? What happens if more of that money that's in the, on the sidelines with $6.2 trillion in money market funds start to ease back in? And especially if the small cap stocks get some of that fresh money.
0: As I said, this is a fund that recently went over its 200-day moving average. It's gotten a a good jump up in the last three months. Is this a 200-day moving average play?
1: I think if you are one of those investors who've been happy that you had some money on the sidelines, but you're feeling a little bit of FOMO because the market's not listening to your stomach too, that market's continuing to come back and it's more of a diversified move. Here's a way to follow a 200-day average strategy. Put some money in. EES, as you point out, is above its average. And if you're worried about volatility and it rolls over and goes below its average, sell it and go out. But look, trend following is really easy, but you have to be there day in and day out. And the biggest thing, what, it, what trend following does, it protects you from major losses over extended periods of time. And if that's what you're concerned about, if you're concerned about market volatility, but you're also concerned that you might be missing out on a new bull market, trend following can work in your favor.
0: The thing about trend following, you won't get the exact bottom and you won't get the exact top but you'll get everything in the middle that that works for you on the positive side and you'll miss everything that's working against you. So not too far above the 200-day moving average to be an active buy now, yes?
1: That's correct, and it's important. Again, being 5% above the average, it's not a scary situation right now. But the biggest thing is without buying when it goes right above and then having it dip down next week and then you feeling like you're whipsawed, That's a bad situation to be in because then you're going to say, well, this trend following thing doesn't work. So there's enough of a cushion there. And again, if you put 10% of your allocation into small caps because you don't have any right now, and this is the ETF that you choose, that's a good way
0: to diversify. It's the EES, the Wisdom Tree, U.S. Small Cap Fund, the ETF of the week from Tom Lydon. Tom, great stuff as always. See you next week. Thanks, Chuck. The ETF of the week is a joint production between Vetify and Money Life with Chuck Jaffe. And yes, I am Chuck Jaffe, and I'd love it if you would check out my hour-long weekday podcast, which you can do at MoneyLifeShow.com or by looking for it wherever you find your favorite podcasts. To find more information about working with exchange-traded funds, make sure you check out vetify.com. The site has research and tools that will make you a smarter, savvier investor. They're on Twitter at Veta underscore Fi and Tom Lydon, their vice chairman, my guest. Well, he's on Twitter too. He is at Tom Lydon. The ETF of the week is here for you every Thursday. Ensure you don't miss a thing by following along on your favorite podcast app. And if you've got a, a moment, well, please leave us a review because they really do help. We'll be back with another ETF for you to consider next week. Until then, happy investing, everybody.